and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do on here is give our honest opinions on the things that we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. How are we all? I hope you're all well. Sorry there hasn't been any podcasts over the last week. Not to go into too much detail, but I've been suffering from the dreaded COVID. I'm getting there now. I'm almost better. And my mood was was pretty good going into last night's WWE Monday Night Raw, which I am here to review. Another pretty good show from this new Triple H era of WWE. There were some things that were a bit rubbish, and we'll get to it in a minute, but on the whole, I'm really enjoying WWE right now, and it's really nice to be able to say that. Obviously, the bloodline... Storylines coming out of SmackDown have just been awesome. Really piqued my interest. Uh, the Bray Wyatt teases, which there were more of on here. But just nice to be able to talk about it, talk about WWE in a positive light. But let's get to last night's show, shall we? Because it started off with... Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss and Asuka come into the ring. Uh, Belair says that she wanted to come out and challenge Bailey tonight, but uh, you wouldn't do it one-on-one. Last week should have been just you and Alexa. She says, good luck trying to get the Raw Women's title, Extreme Rules, because her girls are going to watch yours your girls to keep it one on one damage control then come out Bailey says uh, this is bigger than just you and me uh, Bianca you have been groomed to be where you are but the uh, damage control had to groom ourselves to get where we are she says she has wanted to do this since she was 12 years old you may be thriving in your position right now but you were chosen to be there. Bianca fired back. She says she's worked for everything that she's got. Uh, she brings up her past with Bailey. Uh, talks about Bailey being injured whilst she was basically there every night. Uh, Bailey says, yeah, she couldn't walk 10 months ago. So she taught herself to walk again and how to run again. And then she pinned Bianca at Clash at the Castle. So that shows the only reason she's been a champion is because she hasn't been there. So Bianca should fall in line. They aren't talking about the past anymore and she's sick of her talking. Me too, to be quite honest. And she feels like taking that title in a ladder match at Extreme Rules. Uh, Bianca agrees, I think, and then challenges EO Sky to a match right now. Let's stop it there and talk about this opening segment. I don't think Bianca Belair came across very well at all in this as a babyface. 
Uh, I found myself siding with Bailey. And yeah, I might be biased because I do love Bailey, but the things she said and the way uh, Bianca sort of replied made me support Bailey even more. I think this is an issue with Bianca. It was an issue in her first run as champion. It seems to be uh, showing up again. She's great in the ring. But I don't know, all the bits leading up to getting in the ring just do not sit well with me. We then get Bianca Belair versus Io Sky, though. Uh, Bianca drop kicks Sky out of the ring as they start and they go straight to a break. When we come back, uh, before we come back to the match, actually, we see Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa arriving. We cut back to the ring then where Belair is fully in control. Uh, Belair counters a Hurricane Rana attempt into a backbreaker, which is nice. Sky fights back in the corner. She hits double knees in the corner. Uh, Bianca and her power is just too much, though, as she smashes Sky with her right hand. Uh, Sky escapes through the ropes and then hits a drive-by kick. Uh, that was on the apron as they go to another break. Belair again came back. Um, she had a marching delayed suplex. Uh, Sky, though, stands on her hair. But Bianca sweeps her legs out and hits a handspring moonsault. That got a two count. Later, Sky goes for a diving cross body, but Belair sort of rolls through, catches her, and powers her up and delivers a fall away slam for two. There's an, an arm drag off the top by Io Sky. She sets up for a moonsault. Bianca pushes her off out onto the rest of Damage Control, who are at ringside. Uh, Bianca takes out Bailey and Kai with a slingshot across body. Back in the ring, she hits Sky with the KOD. She picks up the win, and that was that. At times, this was good. But quite a bit of it was alarmingly clunky. I think both women are fantastic on their day. But you could just see them waiting for the next thing to happen. Um, I wasn't that impressed with this match, if I'm brutally honest. I expected a lot more. There's more to come from both anyway, but yeah, not the best of matches. Uh, after a quick Rey Mysterio interview backstage about never wanting to fight Dominic, Miz is in, he has his own security. Uh, he's hired them to find Dexter Loomis. Entertaining, especially when you look at what happened later. We then got Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, before the match, Rollins cuts a promo, says he should be stood there as the United States champion, but he's not because of Matt Riddle. He talks about finishing it at Extreme Rules inside of the fight pit. Uh, he says the whole world is writing him off. So he looked in the mirror and 
Turns out he's Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, he goes on to say he's won every kind of match he's ever been in. When it's all said and done, they will call him the king of the fight pit. Tells Riddle to watch this next match as he gives father of the year, Rey Mysterio, the beating is too much of a coward to give to his son. I think Rollins doing some of his best work right now. We then, of course, get the match after a break. Uh, Seth is taking him out in the corner. Somehow, Seth is bleeding from the forehead at this point. Ray catches him with a Hurricane Rana, but the comeback doesn't really last long as Seth plants him with a backbreaker. Uh, Seth Rollins is just cutting off every glimmer of hope that Ray has. Uh, it's chops and forearms in the corner. But he then misses a splash in the corner. Ray does the old 10 punches. Uh, Seth catches him, though, off a springboard with a gut buster and then throws him out of the ring. We then see Dominic Mysterio come out with a steel chair in hand. He fakes hitting Seth and then taps him on the back as he goes and sits at ringside. Later, Seth goes for the Free Amigos, but Ray blocks the third with a spike in DDT. Uh, Seth catches him on the top, though. Uh, goes for a buckle bomb, but Ray transitions into the Hurricane Runner. Into the corner. Um, hits a seated senton, followed by a springboard crossbody for a two. Seth cuts him off again. Uh, hits a Buckle bomb and then a falcon arrow for two. Ray ends up sending Seth to the outside and he does his sliding splash. Uh, then hits a splash off the top for two. There's a big Dom is useless chant at this point. Uh, Seth dodges a 619, gets caught on the top rope. Ray Hurricane runners him off the top. He then goes and hits a 619. On the outside, though, Dom again distracts his dad by throwing the chair at him and going to his knees and begging him to hit him. Behind the referee's back, Ray Ripley jumps the guardrail, throws Ray into the uh, ring post from behind, rolls him back in the ring. Seth hits a stomp and then puts Ray in a Peruvian necktie. But Ray's already out at that point anyway. A really good match, I thought. And I don't mind the shenanigans either because it sort of progresses that story as well. I thought it was all decent stuff. Seth Rollins is on top of his game right now. Ray is still unbelievable at his age. <clears throat> yeah, really enjoyed this. Uh, we then get a brief sort of coming together between Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens are on their way to the ring, as, but they walk past a dead security guard. That was another theme of the night. And we got that tag team match then, which was Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano versus the Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy come out with the uh, massive American flags, which went down really well with that Canadian crowd. 
as you would expect. Uh, Gargano and Gable do some nice intricate wrestling to start off the match, but Owens tags in. Uh, he gets a great reaction. He takes out both Otis and Gable. He does a back senton with Gargano jumping on his back at the same time. Uh, Otis blind tags in while Gargano takes out Gable with a spear through the ropes. He runs straight into Otis where he lifts Johnny up for a press slam. Straight into a world's strongest slam as they go to a break. Afterwards, Owens gets a hot tag and runs wild. There's a cannonball to Gable. Uh, he goes for a swanton bomb, but Gable gets his knees up. Gable then misses a moonsault, and Owens locks him into a sharpshooter. Again, got a great reaction there. Uh, Otis breaks it up just by nailing Owens in the back. Uh, Gargano gets rid of him, though. He lawn darts Gable into the corner. Owens then hits a swanton bomb. That got a two count. Gable, though, catches Owens with a sick-looking German, dumping him on his head. A couple of suplexes to Gargano. It's a bulldog, uh, an avalanche bulldog, I suppose you'd call it, off of Otis's shoulders. But Owens breaks up the pin. Otis then wipes out Owens on the floor. They fight around the uh, announce table. Ends up with Otis laid out on the uh, announce table where Kevin Owens jumps from the barricade with a with an elbow drop sending him crashing through the table back in the ring Gargano sets Gable up for a super kick but Austin Fury shows up he distracts him Gable hits a cliffhanger DDT for two uh, Fury tries to take out Gargano on the outside with a briefcase but just gets smashed with a super kick again Johnny then hits the slingshot DDT onto Gable and he picks up the win for their team. Again, a really good fun match. Uh, the crowd seemed to love it as well. And Austin Fury got dropped in on his arse again, which just seems to keep happening. There's no way he's cashing in that briefcase and winning. But yeah, really good. Um, all four have been in great form, I think. Johnny Gargano doesn't look like he's missed a step since having that time off. Yeah, really good stuff. Uh, we then see AJ Styles walking past more laid-out security guards. Uh, he's about to get interviewed by Kevin Patrick, but gets interrupted by Finn Balor again. Uh he offers to watch Styles' back for his match, but yeah, he's having none of it. Alpha Academy and Austin Theory and then arguing backstage. Uh, Gable says something about Braun Strowman. And then Strowman phones the guy that's always got his phone out, taking selfies, Austin Theory, to speak to Gable and a match is uh, set up believe for Raw I think could be Smackdown whenever uh, that, that was quite good I thought 
We then get Omos uh, destroying two jobbers again. Not a lot to really say about this. He just destroys them. Uh, after the match, he sort of stacks them on the announce table. Looks like he's about to do something and then just does nothing. Just stands over them. All a bit pointless. Uh, I can do without watching this all over again. We've seen this from Omos, what, 12 months ago? Maybe even longer. I just... I think Omos is probably beyond repair, if I'm honest. It's a shame, because he looks the part. Uh, Miz then finds all his dead security. Uh, and then Dexter Loomis is dressed up as a mannequin. In all the hockey gear, he hits Miz with a hockey stick and chokes him out and then strokes his face. All a bit weird, but I'm kind of into it all. We then have Nikki A.S.H. in the ring. And we then get the debut, or raw debut anyway, of Candy Slurray, which was a nice surprise. Uh, she comes in, drop kicked by Slurray. Uh, Nikki then trapped her in the apron, but Candice has soon come back. Uh, backstabber in the ring. Candice LeRae then delivered a neck breaker from the second rope to pick up the win within no time at all. The match was nothing really, but it's great to see Candice LeRae on Monday Night Raw. Uh, she's a great addition to the women's roster. If you only know her from what she did in in NXT, that's fine. And, you know, I thought she was quite good in NXT. But she is one of the best women's wrestlers out there. Certainly one of the toughest. Um, I think she's going to have a great career on that main roster. Looking forward to where she goes next. It's then time for Sami Zayn uh, with Solo Sokoa in his corner to take on AJ Styles. Uh, after a shoulder block by Zayn and putting that finger up in the air, Styles pops up into a Hurricane Rana, a dropkick backbreaker from Styles. Sami catches him though with a backdrop uh, and he slows the pace down. Later, Zayn delivers an Arabian moonsault to the floor. Styles comes back with his striking combination. He hits Zayn with a spinning powerbomb for two and a forearm over the top rope as they go to a break. When we come back, Styles is still in control. Sammy, though, dodges a, f a phenomenal forearm. Styles reverses an exploder and then just suplexes Sammy into the corner. Uh, later, Zane hits Styles with a big boot and a blue thunderbomb for two. Sammy hits a massive falcon arrow type move. Not really sure what it was. That gets a two count. He chucks uh, Styles into the timekeeper's area and tries to win by count out. But Styles gets back in at nine. They both throw hard strikes at each other which ends with Styles hitting the Pele kick 
they go to another break at this point. We, we come back, Styles attempts a Styles Clash, but Sammy manages to turn it into an exploder into the corner. Uh, Styles comes back with a calf crusher, though, but Sammy manages to get to the ropes. Styles again goes for a Styles Clash, but Sammy sends him over the top rope to the apron. Styles attempts to go for a phenomenal forearm again, but Sammy just grabs his hair. As the ref is dealing with Sammy, Solo Sakura pulls him off the apron and then nails him with a urinagi onto the apron. Rolls him into the ring. Sammy hits a massive halluva kick in the corner and he beats AJ Styles. This was great. I thought even if it did seem that AJ Styles was a step off tonight, which is unlike him, but I do think it's playing into the story that they told after this match, which we'll get to in a minute. Great to see Sammy getting a win. And he can now go back to the bloodline and sort of be proud of his efforts, I suppose, is the way you say. Um, yeah, really enjoyable match again. Solo Sokoa has it. Whatever it is, Solo Sokoa has it. And all he did was st- stand on the outside, really, and just do one move. But great addition. After the match, the Judgment Day come to the ring. Balor says, if you accepted their offer earlier, the outcome may have been a little bit different. Uh, Balor says that he's a fair and generous person. So he's asking Styles to rise up and join the Judgment Day. He throws up the too sweet sign, but Styles slowly gets up, sort of makes the gesture, and then flips him off so the whole of the judgment day attacks AJ Styles they wrap a chair around his neck Uh, Balor goes to stomp on it but he stops himself and says he could have ended it all but he is his friend so he's not going to do that good stuff Uh, I kind of want to see gothic AJ Styles I just think that would be quite funny but yeah, really like all of this. Uh, we then get a bit of arguing between Canister Ray, Bianca Belair, Asuka and Alexa Bliss with damage control. Kind of think that's one side of the uh, War Games match probably. Just need one more for damage control to take. It is then main event time. And it is Damian Priest versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Riddle tries a lot of submission holds early on. A sort of cause Priest on and hits him with a gut wrench suplex and a back sent on. Priest stops him though with a massive spinning roundhouse kick. Uh, they fall to the outside where Balor takes a kick to the face from Matt Riddle. Uh, Priest though catches him with a massive uppercut. Throws Riddle onto the top of the barricade, which looked horrible to take. They go to a break. When they come back, Priest is in full control. Uh, Riddle, though, catches him with a high knee, a punk kick off the apron, and a floating bro. He then hits a powerbomb back in the ring and nails him with a knee for a two. 
He heads up top for a floating bro, but Priest pushes him off, sending him into the barricade on the outside. Uh, later, though, Matt Riddle delivers a superplex fisherman buster thing for two. Uh, they both throw hard strikes, but ends up with Riddle hitting the bro Derek for two. He again goes to the top rope, but this time Ray Ripley gets involved. Priest pulls him down and takes his head off of a lariat and nails him with a massive flatliner for two. Uh, Priest goes for a springboard kick, but Riddle nails him with another knee. Again, Finn Balor distracts Riddle, which allows Priest to get him up for a burning hammer type move or something. On his shoulders anyway. But Riddle manages to roll him. I don't know what he really did. Ended with some sort of a roll up pin thing anyway. Excellent main event. Uh, where both guys kind of showed how far they've come in recent months. I think Damien Priest has come a long way. Since joining Judgment Day, I think he's been in great form. He's been having quite a few main event matches as well where he's not let himself down at all. Matt Riddle, brilliant. Kind of needs warming up a little bit again. So this is good. Uh, One small little nitpicking thing. It did kind of make the Judgment Day look a bit useless, I thought. Uh, but yeah, enjoyable. After the match, the Judgment Day just beat the hell out of Riddle as a south of heaven from Damien Priest. We then get Edge's music playing. Edge comes back, huge pop. He hits spears on everyone and grabs a mic and challenges Finn Balor to a match at Extreme Rules. And it's going to be an I Quit match, which... Should be awesome. I have to say, Extreme Rules looks stacked right now, and every match has got a gimmick or a stipulation, and I, I really like that. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, and like I said, a really good Raw. Um, so nice to sit here and say nice things about it. Three hours of Raw now doesn't feel like a slog. It feels quite enjoyable to sit through um so yeah i would love to hear what you thought of the show or any other wrestling you may have watched um and you can do that by getting in touch on twitter i am at adam chalk 8 on there or go to the tush talks wrestling facebook page while you're at it please subscribe comment and leave a review to the podcast on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcast from I'll be back tomorrow to review NXT. But until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.